89 FM. Welcome to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9. You are listening to myself, who is Megan, and I'm hosting this week. Um, we have some Push Festival coming at you today. We're going to hear a little bit from uh, Tim Carlson and Tanya Marquat, who are going to talk a little bit about the essence of Club Push, which is our Push focus this year. We're going to be doing all Club Push most of the time. And we also talked to Vanessa Kwan of Norma Collective, who is doing Swan Song for Cats with friend of the show, Vita Hilly. That's coming up first. And then later in the show, we have... Peter and Chris from the Peter and Chris show, and they're going to talk about Vancouver Sketchfest. And Peter and Chris, um, say hi, you guys. Hi. Yo. Okay, now shut up for the rest of the time until I okay. tell you to talk again. I turned off your mics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to take it away with uh, a little push. And you know what? This is my favorite time of year because we get to play the push theme. And it's sad for you because you didn't get to see that amazing dance that I just did. And it, it was pretty great. So Push Festival uh, is starting this January 15th, this very evening. Um, and it is kicking off. It launched officially last night. And uh, we have a little bit from uh, Tim Carlson talking about the essence of Club Push. Now, Club Push happens on the weekends of the Push Festival. And it usually focuses on some sort of musical theme. And it's something that maybe might not fit uh, the main stage. The club was conceived as what we call a platform for experiment. Given the location, it's far less formal than a sit-down theater. The work really should thrive on the interactivity with the audience and the energy that an audience uh, creates in a bar. A club push show is um, a show that thrives on the audience energy and attention, close proximity and uh, intimacy to the performance. And a really great example from last year was Dan Clanham from the UK, uh, a solo dancer who did a piece that was very quiet, very simply lit. Venue was electrified by that performance so it just goes to say while something like Hawksley Workman was very colorful very loud and proud full of high energy that kind of uh, small intimate performance works really well as well <laughs> 
We were really thinking is that the festival itself needed um, a social hub um, where people would come after shows for a drink, um, meet artists, where um, presenters and agents from out of town would come and um, uh, be part of the Vancouver scene. And also the ticket price for Club Push is a little bit less expensive. It's a good way in for a new audience. You know, particularly uh, the college crowd, UBC, Emily Carr. It's a good place just to come with your friends, hang out, have some drinks, um, see shows that are of shorter duration. And we have uh, bands and DJs afterwards, so we go until about one o'clock. And that was Tim Carlson. Tim Carlson is the uh, is the artistic producer of Conspiracy Theory, which you can uh, sorry Theater Conspiracy. Uh, I do that every time, and I kind of think it's their fault. Um, which you can find at Theater Conspiracy online, of course, and they are a local company uh, of theater professionals. Now uh, he is curating Club Push with Vita Hille, and we're gonna um, hear from her next week. But uh, he's also curating this sh- uh, the show, and he's also performing. It's actually rarely does perform, uh, and for duets for one with Tanya Marquardt, and uh, you can find her on Tanya Marquardt M A R Q U A R D T dot wordpress dot com, and they'll be performing a music and storytelling number based on her autobiography. Now she's a Push veteran, uh, especially of Club Push, and uh, you're actually hearing some of Tim Carlson's music in the background um that he sent along he'll be performing uh with his band now as a club push veteran i asked tanya when i was talking to them about duets for one uh a little bit about what she really loves about performing in that venue Well, I, I only have amazing things to say about Club Push because yeah, I, sure. but, but, the, but I love performing in really intimate spaces. I've always been that way. I, I've also, like, I performed a show with the Leaky Heaven that was in a circus tent, and I also really love that, too. I mean, I like, I, I like performing. I like space. Performers enjoy space. But the type of performer that I have always been has been someone that likes intimacy and likes um, to be close to my audience, and I've really enjoyed that. The thing that I love about Club Push a lot is that people from all different places come together and they're just they're they're there and they're having conversations with each other and they're having a drink and they're having this place where they can just be whatever they are. Sometimes there'll be like a show and only one type of person will go to that show, but this doesn't feel like that. It feels like a whole bunch of people can come and they they can just be together and new possibilities can happen because of that. Presenters might come, maybe they'll meet artists, but also maybe artists will meet artists or non-artists will meet artists or older people meet younger people or different desperate communities will meet each other and find ways of speaking over a show or something. There's so many possibilities and conversations that are possible and it's in, it's in an arena of where there's intimacy. There's something, it just feels casual and wonderful and there's some intimacy. There's a sense of intimacy. Oh, we're just, we're just we can just be ourselves. We can just explore and just, and I like that. I've always liked that.
Well, thank you so very much to Tanya and Tim. And you can tune back in. Not that you were going to tune out, but you can continue to listen on the 29th uh, because uh, we will be talking a little bit more about Duets for One, which is based on Tanya's uh, currently being written memoir called Stray. And she was uh, just a runaway punk kid, Um, had some amazing experiences in Vancouver, Um, amazing both in the positive and in the astonishingly negative sense. And so we are going to get to learn a little bit about that um, and laugh a bit and cry a bit and listen to some music. And so that is going to be a great night on the 31st of January. Um, You can check out all the shows at pushfestival.ca including Swan Song for Cats. Swan Song for Cats is put on by the Norma Collective, uh, along with Vida Hille, and it's cat-themed song, spectacle, and memory. Now, Norma is a collective that has been around since 2002, and it's actually their swan song. It's their last show as a collective. Um, and you may know a little bit already about Vanessa Kwan if you've ever been up at Nat Bailey Stadium. Uh, the Hillcrest Geyser is one of her art projects, and she focuses on public art. Um, and she is a Norma Collective founding member, and she'll be performing in Swan Song for Cats. And I caught up with her over at Collage Collage. Uh, last week um, under the watchful eye of local artist Frida Ray Green. So go down and say hi to her and make some crafts. Um, And we talked a little bit about her practice about Norma and about what it's like to close down the collective that she's been in for more than 10 years. And we actually get to learn a little bit about her cats, which I'm sure is the part of the interview you are most excited about if you have a heart. Um, So we'll start out uh, with a little bit from uh, Vanessa. Her process is uh, site-specific, and she's also the curator of Fuse, the Vancouver Art Gallery performance-centric night that happens monthly, as well as being a member of the Other Sites project, um, which considers the aesthetic, economic, and regulatory conditions of public places and public life. And uh, basically, her process is all about process. My pieces are generally site-specific and process-based, and I'm very interested in how how we communicate. And so whether that is in the actual methods of communication, like signage or writing or postcards or things like that, those those have often been part of my work. And then I'm also very interested in how artists communicate in the creation of their work. So it's very much about, like, artists negotiating different kinds of worlds in order to create their pieces. So whether that's an event-based program where you're kind of negotiating with other bodies in space or whether it's a public art piece where you need to negotiate with the city or uh, contractors or community stakeholders and things like that. All that stuff's really fascinating to me and I think that's kind of formed the backbone of my practice. You have like a meta a meta practice. I don't know, I guess so. <laughs> it's something. It's definitely something. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's right. It's cat theme music today on the Arts Report. And uh, the Norma Collective met when they all participated in an Emily Carr concourse show in the early 2000s. And they've been a collective since 2002. And Vanessa notes that 
She do- what she does with Norma is outside her comfort zone, and it gives her the courage to activate performance art rather than the site-specific um, work that she usually engages in. But um, it's still kind of like sculpture. I didn't really picture it until she told me a little bit about uh, one of their pieces, Dog Day Afternoon, one of their very first pieces presented with Art Speak Gallery. Because there's quite a few of us, so there are seven of us. We often work with different ideas around group identity um, and uh, around social spaces. And often our work is it's performance-based primarily um, and often publicly cited. So we'll often be out in public space kind of doing uh, performances. And they're very often kind of playing off of different kind of pop, pop cultural references um, along with different sorts of um, texts and things like that. So um, the works have been pretty diverse, but they're often, yeah, they're often kind of playing with existing material and then kind of re- revamping it or looping it or using repetition as a way of kind of creating meaning from existing content. So one of our first pieces was called Dog Day Afternoon, and it was a piece that was presented by Artspeak Gallery as a, as a part of a series of works that were kind of interventions into public space. And this piece, we decided we would take over um, a small park uh, for an eight-hour work day, and we wanted to create essentially a sculpture, like a performative sculpture that would be would live for eight hours. And so through that day, we kind of we hired some actors, and we also all performed. And we performed different lines and texts from the film Dog Day Afternoon, the 1976 film. And the particular themes of that piece were around public space and protest in public space and kind of the ways in which that can be co-opted by certain, um, certain I guess, um, influences. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was just an exercise in endurance in many ways. Like for eight hours, we basically just did the same actions and talk and spoke the same words. So people would flow through the space. They'd see it on their way to work, and then they'd see it on their way home from work, and they would realize that they were in the middle of an art piece. So there was this weird sort of sampling happening and this weird kind of skipping of time because people realized that it was going on. So in that way, the pieces are not interactive so much as sculptural in space so we aren't really asking for the public to interact with us as performers so much as just sort of presenting ourselves as pieces of sculpture So Norma's swan song, um, if you're not familiar, the swan song is a reference to the final song in an opera or in a, you know, a classical kind of situation of theater. Um, You can, of course, check that all out on Wikipedia, which is where I get all my information about everything. And uh, it is the the final gesture in ancient theater of uh, a character. 
And this event is going to be Norma's Swan Song. And the choice of cats ultimately came about because a cat show had been on their minds for ages. And also in the mind of musical collaborator uh, and club push curator, Vita Hille. Um, so she's going to be contributing a few amazing shows herself. Um, and we are going to uh, learn a little bit more about that from Vanessa as our interview continues with Vanessa Kwan of Club Push song, Swan Song for Cats. So we're going to build all the sets um, as we go through the night and then eventually and perform these cat gestures. <laughs> Sometimes it's the same. It's a bit of a reunion as well. Yeah. Yeah, so three of our members don't live here anymore. So there's four of us here in Vancouver, and then um, we have someone in Japan and then two other people in other parts of Canada. So they're coming back for this performance. And yeah, it is our last one, officially. And so we decided we would kind of approach it as, yeah, sort of a dramatic swan song um, in a performative way. So we've kind of interpreted that, and we're kind of borrowing a little from Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical Cats. Mm -hmm. And uh, in speaking with Veda, she was also really interested in Cats as well and she, she had this is this idea that she's always wanted to do kind of samples of different Canadian artists who've written songs about cats and so she, that's her kind of contribution for the night is this sort of selection of songs by Canadian composers about their cats and we were also interested for whatever reason in, in the musical I think that was a really it was almost a coincidental interest I mean we had talked about doing a piece a long time ago that was focused on Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats, and then when we were trying to figure out what to do for Push and what to do for our final performance, the only idea that still retained any kind of excitement for any of us was this thing about cats, and so over time it sort of evolved. But yeah, the essential thing was what's going to interest us, and we were trying not to overthink it, and cats worked out. Well, cats are kind of a mysterious crowd, and yet... Um funny animal they they really cause such entertainment yeah i think in our performances we're going to be playing off of those kind of elements of cats i mean we're less interested in a certain kind of acting and we are quite interested in a certain amount of absurdity and a certain amount of physical comedy and at the same time of like really focusing deeply on this one subject so yeah we're definitely playing off those characters we're, we're each we're each playing a character from the musical so we'll be dressed as certain characters from the musical and then we also are going to be reenact elements of internet uh, sensation cat through that it kind of evol has evolved into something that is it's absurd on the on a surface but what is really interesting is kind of our focus on within the group how we're going to create these sets and these circumstances under which you're going to recreate a keyboard cat or Maru. Essentially, they're sculptural sets, so we're going to build all the sets um, as we go through the night and then eventually and perform these cat gestures. Well, sometimes it's societies like absurdities that say the most about what the status quo is. Yeah, I think, well, cats are, I mean, they're the great, the great common denominator. I like everyone, they are, people say they're the undisputed rulers of the internet because that's all people want to watch is cat <laughs> videos. So, you know, I mean, that's, it's very basic. Like, it's just a fascination, and we're just carrying it through as a performance. 
and going in different directions with it. So it is, there's not going to be a lot of cute involved necessarily, but there is going to be some familiar things. And I think also what really interested us was like the kind of repetition with which we watch some of these things. Like sometimes we return back to the same video over and over and over as a kind of salve because it's really funny or because it's just like we, we LOL every time we see it. And that's, that's great. And, but for us, it becomes this kind of sample that we want to use. And then we're just kind of taking that as the inspiration to essentially create these these performative sculptures. So while we listen to this cover of Swan Lake by The Cats, and believe me, with a name like that, I looked into a lot of their music, and this is the only one that I found that I liked at all. Um, so shout out to The Cats from 1968 on that one. Um, now, it's not all about the theater. It's also about the cats, as we know. And uh, Vanessa has a few parting thoughts for us about the work that they'll be doing for you at club push. Uh, however, she also has a few thoughts. I asked her, you know, if you were an animal, what would you be? Would you, would you be a cat? Um, what are your cats like? My cats are Hank is my cat, my long haired cat. And then, um, we also have another cat named Adam and he is a little, like a little short haired Devon Rex cat. And that's so. It's, they, they look like he's small and she's large. Have you looked to them for inspiration for your like movements? And <laughs> I do sometimes. The Hank is to- a total like she's basically just like sleeps around. Like she, I mean, not sleeps around. She's sleep. She's not that kind of cat. <laughs> You're like, she just sleeps my cat's a lot. Not a, don't slush your cat. <laughs> that's true. That's true. She could do whatever she wants. That's totally cool. Um, she's a pretty sleepy guy. And then Adam is like young and he's excitable. He's like, optimistic. He's got plans. I think because they stay indoors so much and they sleep a lot. I already kind of like sleep, so I don't think I can really afford to have more a spirit animal that likes sleep more than I do. I have to go with octopus for now. It's like a reclusive yet flamboyant animal. <laughs> I, you know what? That is a good spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. stage as we are we're dressed up and we look a certain way but we're trying to create the show as if we can be we are bodies on the stage and we're moving things around and we're performing but there's not a lot of acting going on mm-hmm. in that if that makes sense um and i think for me the show is really playful very absurd really weird like it's really weird but <laughs> um but at the same time i think 
there's going to be a certain amount of intensity around our focus and our commitment to certain things and to me that's very much what 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 we try to do in our work is to have this sort of like there's definitely humor but in the end I, f- I think what's what is successful about the works is their intensity and how we focus on each other and the and the kind of subject matter so yeah a little bit of a little bit of everything Thank you so much to Vanessa for joining us and talking a little bit about Swan Song for Cats, which is happening on January 25th at Club Push at Performance Works, 8 p.m. And as we heard from Tim and Tanya, it's an intimate venue. You can get your drink on, you can meet producers and performers, and it's kind of a hub. It's where you're going to meet a lot of people. If you're familiar with the Fringe Festival um, and the Fringe Bar, it's basically Club Push's Fringe Bar, which I'm sure is a great branding for them in that way. Um, so it, it's, it's a great kind of thing that's been happening for a few years, and it's usually local. It's a little bit weirder, and it's a little bit more intimate, so it's definitely my favorite part of the festival. Um, so you can check out that at pushfestival.ca. Duh. Um, you can also check out vanessaquan.com, othersites.ca, and normasite.com before it's all gone. Um, we got some Stray Cat Strut, obviously. And coming up after the break, we will finally get to Peter and Chris, who have been making my life pretty difficult, right, guys? Hello. Oh, yeah. Aww, yes, we have. I loved every minute of it. Stay tuned to the Art Support, CITR 101.9 and CITR.ca. And you know what? Over the break, what I want you to do, um, even if you, especially if you're driving or doing something important with your children, um, is to go to facebook.com slash artsreport because uh, you can win some tickets uh, to the Zev Asher Show tomorrow night um, at Pacific Cinema Tech. And free is better than not free. Because I know you're going to see it. It's amazing work. You listened to us talk about it last year, last week, and last year. Okay. (laughs) Tune in again in a few minutes after the break for Peter and Chris of the Peter and Chris Show and Vancouver Sketch Fest.
Dance Horizons is holding a dance-a-thon fundraiser on January the 19th, 2014 from 1pm to 7pm in the UBC Sub Ballroom. This event is planned in order to help Dance Horizons in providing affordable dance classes and creating a welcoming dance community for everyone. Also, part of the proceeds will go to the UBC Red Cross to support Children of War. This is sponsored by CITR. Join CITR's Nardwar the Human Serviette live as he talks and plays interview clips from his audio and video vault. The event is free and takes place on Friday, January 17th from noon to 2 p.m. in room 212A of the AMS Student Union Building at UBC. For more information, visit citr.ca or nardwar.com. Bless up, Nardwar! Are you not sure where to go on campus? Traveling late at night and afraid to go alone? Call SafeWalk, a free service where a co-ed team will take you anywhere you need to go on campus. Don't walk alone. For a walk, add SafeWalk to your phone. Call 604-822-5355. That's 604-822-5355. Alternatively, use a UBC Blue phone and ask for SafeWalk. Approach any SafeWalk team or drop by our office on the main floor of the sub across from the gallery lounge. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV? My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Exploding Headboots, Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Hey, it's Ken Conrad here with another innovative original product, the revolutionary Slanket. The stylish, sexy way to make love to your partner without those hard-to-remove stains. Slanket is the softest, most durable intercourse blanket on the market today. And here's how it works. Slip your arms through the appropriate tubes. Open the patented flaps, specifically designed for maximum insertion. Now all you need to do is find a comfortable position. Slanket is made of a hypoallergenic polyethylene polyurethane blend then wicks away sweat, keeping you dry and safe from the elements. I've been married to my wife, Donna, for 10 wonderful years. It's vastly improved our love life. I love you, Donna. Here's how to order.
You're now experiencing the Steel Viper Force Rise of the Fiero. It's a 22 minute action comedy short film from Cameron McLeod and Co. And uh, he's one of the, st- I mean, may-, may I say many stars of uh, Vancouver Sketch Fest that is coming up. I'm gonna give the recipe for life to the authorities. And uh, you can find them on steelviperforcemovie.com, but obviously what you want to remember is vancouversketchfest.com as well as the Peter and Chris show. And at this point, I would like to welcome the eponymous Peter and Chris. Thanks thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for using eponymous. That yeah. Was, can we pause for a sec? Yeah. So what, I can look at that. What does eponymous <laughs> mean? No, I want to Google it. Uh, right now. I... In context, I know what it means. It's uh, when something's named after itself. So you would say, like, an album is eponymous if it's, oh. like, you know. Like, for example, if you were, like, Janet Jackson and then the name of the album was Janet, Janet Jackson, Jackson, it would be an eponymous album. Great. I'm going to use that. Wow. At That's some two. point in this in conversation pocket, today. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, should now question, would you like us to notice that and, like, remark upon it? Or would you like us to pretend that it's, like, totally part of your normal conversation and just leave it? Can you both do sort of, like, a... A knowing wink? A no... No, no. Well, it's something vi- across the something radio. audio. So like a like, like a, a smacking of the lips or a hmm. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, mm. nice. Okay, good. Mm. That's some good radio voices too. And also, <laughs> it's really really good on radio. Is if if you um, eat and like smack your lips as much as possible because people <laughs> love it at home. Yeah, oh, they they really love it. yeah, we'll get lots of really positive calls. Oh, cool. Good. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Try to do that as much as possible. Great. And um, just in retrospect, I thought maybe we would play this bad boy right here. Look, I can't speak without swearing, and I've only got my grade 10, and I haven't had a cigarette since I've been arrested, and I'm ready to f***ing snap. So I'd like to make a request under the People's Freedom of Choices and Voices Act that I'd be able to smoke and swear in your courtroom. Because if I can't smoke and swear, I'm f***ed. The following programming may contain content that some listeners find offensive. If you are sensitive to foul language or explicit content, please turn your radio the f*** off now. Yeah, so you know we're keeping it free. We're live in studio. <laughs> we already swear. we yeah. already had uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an awesome ad for you know a uh, a sexual aid style uh, slanket, if you will. So mm-hmm. you know, I thought maybe we would just keep it on the up and up for people at home. So this is uh, you know, if you have problems with swearing, get out of here, man. Yeah, no, we're not going to swear it up too I much, do notice just it, in case. I do I notice you played. Up, yeah, so he used his one. Mm-hmm. I do notice that you played the Slanket ad before the warning, so you're probably still going to get those calls. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I apologize for that, but, you know, I couldn't mm. help myself. A good transition is a good transition, <laughs> and a bad one's a bad one, and you make your choices to which of those that was. Um, we're going to be listening to a little Fall Paths um, right now um, by Colin Cowan and the Elastic Stars, and I do this because Colin is uh, teaming up with uh, Mr. Steel Viper Force himself. Um during uh, Vancouver Sketchfest, um, mm-hmm. guys, where where has Vancouver Sketchfest been um, all my life? And by all my life, I mean the last few years. There were a while ago. There were a couple of startup uh, Vancouver Sketchfests. Mm-hmm. So it's been done a few times, but it always seems to kind of fall by the wayside or whatever. Um, but this is the first time that. It'll be super successful. Nice, yeah. yeah. Well, this is the first time that uh, a, a large sort of comedy theater company, Instant Theater, mm-hmm. has uh, teamed up or has has put it under its wing. 
Yeah, so, they run the Vancouver International Improv Festival as well. So. That's their other successful mm-hmm. festival. So this、That's、is going to be their their new sketch festival because they're trying to grow out of、um, improv,、mm-hmm. just improv, and they want to move. So they have workshops about stand up comedy, and they have workshops there about、uh, doing sketch comedy as well.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to do that, they also wanted to have a festival to market. Well, you know,、uh, we had.、Uh, Couple weeks ago, we had、uh, Aaron Reed and Caitlin Howden on, awesome,、Great. and talking talk about Blind Tiger. Yeah, and、uh, they Blind Tiger and the Sunday Service、um, have been kind of expanding from just their improv. They they're,、yeah. they're, they're adding stand up. Yeah, and so m- I'm wondering, is this the end of the the ill fabled like? Rivalry between stand-up comics, sketch comics, and improv comics. And Are you guys all getting along now? Was well, that all a myth? Well, th- I think we 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 always get along.、Um, I think that 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 rivalry is put on like, you know, my best bud Ivan Decker's out、like、there、sports. listening in, and he's like, we get along. A and he's、bit. so angry with you right <laughs> now. Oh, I bet he is because I'm on the radio and he's not. <laughs> he won't return my calls. Mm, me neither. <laughs> just keep calling. Yeah. Just that's what he does with me. Just <laughs> okay. Good. good. He likes it. He likes the attention. Yes. Okay. So you. So it's not. So that's kind of more just like you guys. Y'all get along. Yeah. Okay. I think that Blind Tiger and Instant Theater might have to have a little bit of like a Jets and the, you know one of those like street corner da na 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 like a stand yeah just to、mm. get out some tension and then we're good to、right. go. Yeah. So just like have sex right away. Don't don't、get、leave us with all this、I、tension. I would gladly have sex with Aaron or Ryan. <laughs> Just those, those two. two. <laughs> yeah, all right, those are the two I would have sex with. Those are good choices. Yeah. Though I mean, Taz is so tall. That's and why. And Emmett plays the piano, and、e- I can't think of anyone else. Emmett is too、that. talented at the piano for me to touch. Like、mm-hmm. I would, well, I would stay away from him. Yeah. I wouldn't want to injure his hands. What if you broke something?、Hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um and. Caitlin's、uh, married. Yeah, well, that's why I left her out because I didn't want to、exactly. be inappropriate. You know, I'm very respectful of Caitlin.、Yep. You know,、um, so we're looking at the Sketchfest.、Uh, it starts on Thursday, January 23rd, and、uh, runs through Saturday, January 25th, and has kind of、uh, you got some venues all around town.、Uh, We they're actually、correct. just they're well they're both actually on Granville Island right next to each other. So all around town. So all around one block of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah.、Um, now, tell me a little bit about pick among your children. Okay, among <laughs> all of these artists that you love and cr- like, caringly crafted into、yeah. a lineup, and just just pick pick a few to to give us a taste of、uh, some of the choices that、okay. you made. Now, Peter, you are artistic director of this event. Yeah. And、um, you let Chris come, which is really nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, one of the fun things you're、yeah. here for the eye candy, as we、yeah. discussed earlier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we get、Chris、it. Chris is the、here. hot one. Guys. <laughs> <laughs>、um, uh, one of the you and me. Sorry,、buddy. can I? I'm just going to、yeah. do a couple more radio ums. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay, when they do that.、Um, The uh, uh, <laughs> the reason the one of the fun things about being artistic director is that I get to pick who who gets a slot. So of course I was like, well, I'll give my own show a slot. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I, I don't think, think you're expected.、Illegal. It's、I、totally been, expected. Been、yeah. Angry. Yeah. Yeah. Had I, I reviewed our material? I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not, not for、year. me. Yeah.、Uh, so really so yeah, I don't get it. I don't get what they're trying to do. <laughs> Bri- so that so Bree and Chris obviously bring him a best bud out so we can work on some other stuff as well、mm-hmm. and write our new show, but. Also, Chris was able to help bring out some acts from around, like、uh, Toronto. Yeah, because I've been living in Toronto for the past year. Oh,、so、you defected. I did.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get him back.、Uh, yeah, Lady with the sketch. They're a great group. You got to check out. Yeah, Lady、so、Stash. Put that in there. 
Lady it's a couple, couple ladies. They've got a put it in your brain pan. A, eponymous name. <laughs> no, nope, that's not how you <laughs> misused it. Yep. Uh, I think I misused it. Wait, to be did fair. I? Because what are their names? I'm about. Is it to Lady and Stash? Because if it's not, then it's not. Did it? No. No. Okay. No. All right. I now, but I'm about to use they it. They have ready. mustaches. That's okay, mean. everyone, they get don't. ready. They're pretty. They are on uh, Saturday, January 25th. Okay. At 7:30, the Burrard Main Stage, which mm-hmm. is also the Waterfront Theater. Okay. Uh, on Granville Island, 7:30. They will also be um, sort of paired with uh, the eponymous group Charles. Both I'll allow it. Yeah. Nice. It has oh, been allowed. Oh. Yeah, do the voices. Do the voice. Mm. Eponymous name Charles. Mm. No, <laughs> no, no. Snack. Don't. It's just hmm. Mm. Like rate. <laughs> library noises. Hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. That's so funny. Nice. Uh, but funny. seriously, that group is going to be really great. Charles is a very uh, like intellectual, very well thought out, and very tight sketch writing. Mm-hmm. And then Lady Stash is just hilarious. Like, that's going to be a really fun show. You get. You get both uh, of them. Charles in the first act, then an intermission. Go grab a bunch of beers. Why not? And then get back in there for Lady Stash, the the duo from Toronto. So that's going to be a really good show on the twenty fifth. Okay, awesome. What what other kind of stuff? Let's because I I I'm looking through um, the lineup and and there's a lot of people I recognize. Um, yeah locally mm-hmm. so let's talk a, about a few more of the kind of who's who's coming to our fair city that people might not get a chance to see like before they get Other out of here the um eponymous groups we already mentioned yes. uh <laughs> hot thespian action they're Ooh. from winnipeg. winnipeg yeah now see they that's are. where you would make the like making out sounds like oh, mm. oh. Hot thespian action. yeah that's what making out with me sounds like <laughs> like like you're hanging out with a horse yeah if you want or a, a yeah. thirsty dog <laughs> Stop it. See? Good <laughs> thing we had that content warning. It's getting so steamy in here. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but have got some great sexy yes. photos online. Great. Okay, okay good action. to know. Check them good out. They're to know. One of naked. their, they went straight for sex cells. One of their shots is just nude. Just naked in all a library. All their shots are naked. Oh, there you yeah. go. Are they a mixed group or is it all yes. dudes? Or? No, okay. it's a... Uh, because, like, dudes naked is hilarious. It yeah. is, yeah. But... That's they're a good just, point. It's not really they're they're naked in a not funny way because they're all just really attractive. They, people. All, all of them. Oh, I know. Guys, yeah. girls, the whole, really the whole gamut. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've seen this. I've seen this photo up around now. Yeah. Uh, that that maybe brings me to another really I mean, important they're, part. They're is not like funny faces, but they're bots. <laughs> those yeah. are rocket bots. Yeah, it's really like there's a stereotype about comedians. Obviously, yeah. that you know they're not as good looking. Ugly, but yeah. yeah well, yeah, one but have is you really seen, good looking. Yeah, hot destination. Yeah. Ivan Decker. Are you kidding me? Ivan Decker. Oh, man. And the vests. <laughs> his little vests. Those vests? His little ties. How do you get over them? His little <laughs> you can't. Because <laughs> um, I know, so um, Hip Bang is going to be yes. joining us. And uh, we've had um, Tom on the show for at the Fringe Festival. He gave us a great, just for people at home to kind of, so you can recognize, because I know you listen to everything I do. Um, he, you know, he told us a little bit about what it's like to be a bear. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Which is probably one of my favorite things ever that I've had on the show. Um, wow. We have the Sunday okay, service. Thanks. Yeah, you guys are definitely like top okay. five. Top five so far. Sweet. Don't don't f it up. Top five. Uh, assaulted fishes. I, I really love them. Cam and Colin, uh, as we've already we've already plugged a yeah. little bit, who do the comedy gems at the Emerald every Tuesday. Must see. Um, when you're not at the Sketch Fest and spending your money on that, you can go see that. Um, and then an instant theater, obviously, and um, Mark and Kyle. So picnic faces. Yeah, a couple group members of picnic. Faces. That yeah. last yeah. show will be at nine thirty. That's, great... That's uh, Peter and Chris, us, mm-hmm. and picnic face. 
Um, we're not plugging it too hard because I think it's just about sold out. But I mean, if you guys want to grab those last tickets, <laughs> you better. And then uh, Ryan, Ryan and Amy as well. I love. I love yeah, they're great. That's a great. Vancouver staple. Yes, absolutely. Hosting everything. Yeah, well, All and that was the whole hosting. idea, right? To get Vancouver, not just sketch groups that I hang out with, mm-hmm. like my buddies from Instant Theater, but to get the sketch groups like Assaulted Fish, Ryan and Amy, just from all over Vancouver, just mm-hmm. to get, just to see what we've got going on. Yeah. Really, yeah. you can't go wrong with a show. Just no. Just pick a night. Do you have like... a mixed bag. Do you have something, is there something that these groups have in common that besides being funny and attractive right. <laughs> um, and, and available, um, is there something that brings them together in terms of like, do, do, is this like your, can you tell your sense of humor from this lineup? I'll tell you this, it'll be all English. Okay, yeah, so you do not speak <laughs> other languages is what we can learn. Well, I speak a little French. Oh, but not enough to be funny I don't, in it I don't or know understand could, what's yeah, funny. Yeah, I don't know if I could be funny in French. I've been funny in French, but that's like <laughs> uh, accidentally. Yeah. Um, You're not uh, sure if you can replicate that. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of picks. I mean, the thing is to be artistic director or whatever of a festival, you don't want to just pick the stuff that you're going to like. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're definitely, my sense of humor is all in there. Mm-hmm. And, but there's uh, some stuff in here that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm saying. There's some stuff in there that I probably couldn't write. Ah, uh, I see. I think Charles is a good example of something really funny mm-hmm. that I couldn't, I can't write like yeah, them, but no, they're so funny. at all. Um, you couldn't write that at all. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Straight to the feelings. Pretty good. Aww. <laughs> is this one of those this radio shows? This has been a really hard day effects? for you. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Yeah, play one of those. This, yeah, this has been a very tough day. When Chris and I are having tough days, we call them soft days. Oh, okay. I'm having okay. a soft day. Aww. Thanks. And then when you, now, when you're having a good day, is that a hard day? It's hard. A I feel hard like day. that's very confusing hard. to no. others. I think we just the don't. code. We just don't even mention it. If we're having a good day, you just get through it. <laughs> you're just like, don't Sci- mention it. Maybe it'll disappear. Because it'll jinx it. And then it'll be mm, soft. You don't. No, jinx, jinx is a real adult thing <laughs> to believe in, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how did you guys um, come together uh, eponymously? We were uh, at the comedy mix watching Ivan Decker just tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> in those vests i no no we went to university together yes um, so yeah we were in the same acting class at uvic okay and you another fell madly great in love. british columbia university oh there's so many there's yeah. a couple yeah at there's least at least two the yeah. two of them is capilano uni- capilano university Cap- well they're all universities now but that's just a tax grab oh heard that capilano you guys are getting called out <laughs> Uh, um, hey, SFU, my alma mater. Oh, yeah. SFU. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah we it's on a mountain. People forget about it. It's not. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine when you get there. It looks a little gloomy if you're looking at the Vancouver lookout. Oh, yeah, no, it's 100% gloomy up there as oh, well. Oh, is it? Okay. But when it's sunny or when the clouds like drop down below the thing, mm-hmm. it's, it's gorgeous. But so, yeah, it's gloomy as so heck. So twice a year in Vancouver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Sun comes up. But it's worth it. No, yeah, it's right. not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we met at University mm-hmm. of uh, the University of Victoria. And we were doing, we were both doing theater there. So not just, not, not a comedy program mm-hmm. per se, but just theater straight up. Yeah, we got degrees in oh. yeah. theater. Ryan, be a watch out. Oh, we're going to take Oh, no, he's beating us. Na, 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 na. What was that? Sharks and the Jets. Oh, from uh, theater. From the theater school. <laughs> obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously theater trained. Yeah. Banana, na, na. Banana, na, na. I thought you were singing that. Da, 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 da. No, that's what you're singing right now is that. 
Mm. What I was singing was, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Mm-hmm. From That's an eponymous sum- song. That uh, that guy's name is uh, Manamana. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Manamana. You know what? Me. I'm not even going to Google it. Here's uh-huh. the thing. I don't know how I would. I'm pretty okay. sure the song is not called a Manamana. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know. It's called. There's Death. no way to know. <laughs> well, it's called no Ballad of the Sharks. We won't know. I think. Did you? Um, did you kind of form a group right away? Like, how did you? We you obviously a bond. You and knew. A friendship th- you knew that each other was funny, and you're like, I want to hang out with that gentleman. Yeah, um, I thought he was really quite quite weird to begin mm-hmm. with. He had long hair. Soft day <sighs> today for me. <laughs> Soft day. He was a strange boy. He had a. Uh, uh, Hair like Tom Cruise in uh, The Last Samurai. Can I be honest oh, with you guys? Really long. That's Can I be nice. honest? Nice. Oh my goodness. Chris actually like nailed it. That is 100 <laughs> That is 100% why I grew my hair long cuz I re- <laughs> I really liked Last Samurai. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I did this when I was like in high school. This was second year of university. <laughs> you should have known watched, better. I watched and cried <laughs> at Last Samurai and then I was like, yeah, I want to be like Tom <laughs> and then I grew my hair the fuck out. Do you have a taste? Sorry, do, audience. Do you have swearing. a taste? We did the content warning. Did you? Did you then have a taste for like movies in which like a white man with long hair who's very handsome mm-hmm. teaches people of color like how to do the thing that they've been doing for thousands of years? Do for you, example, your dances with wolves. Do you mean mm-hmm. like all cinema? <laughs> <laughs> Buzzing what? cinema. Basically, what movies cinema are even about. Out? Yeah, we just called you out, Hollywood. <laughs> Come get me. Movies are all about men, and that's not okay. What am I? Th- the main thing about feminism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, is that it's awesome and needed and important. Exactly. Yeah. What I'm doing right now is satire. Although I did love Dances with Wolves, mm-hmm. or otherwise known as pre Avatar. Yes. And, and then Avatar. Yeah. And Last Samurai. And yeah. I have yet to see 47 Ronin, but I'm told that the white man is very important <laughs> in that movie. It always is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Now, so you guys, you met in university, obviously. You got together. Um, did your, let, let's look at, say, your first show. Yeah. As okay. Peter and Chris. Right. Um, did you go through iterations first, or was it just, bam, Peter and Chris, let's do this? We, we can come yeah, up with a better name. Yeah. Oh, well, that's exactly it. We yeah. can come up with a name. We did settle on an N with an apostrophe, like the N. Peter, oh, which Peter and Chris. Yep. Daily. It, it really hurt my Googling. And I, I know. Yeah. It's I not good I unregret it daily. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Every day mm. I wake up, I'm like, take that, Chris. Mm. <laughs> so we won't die. Our first show was titled Peter and the Peter and Chris Show with Peter and Chris. And was it a, a rousing hated success? hated that title. Well, the, the reviews were something like, man, they're funny, but they sure need to go back to naming school. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. That was a... Thanks, cool. guy. It wasn't Where? a rousing success. That last no. half was uh, was good. Yeah. But the, I remember the review. He it does. It still plays through my mind. Here it, it is. Like Every day. The beginning, it said, it starts go. off painfully. Period. Dreadfully. Period. Slowly. Period. Three sentences. <laughs> just to, like roast us. And then she was like, in the rest of the review, she was like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The start was the I worst thing I've ever seen in my entire it life. It gets though. better. Yeah. <laughs> they really suck, but it's okay. That's, it that's where that whole campaign came too. from. You guys should do a video on that campaign. On the painfully, dreadfully slow. The mm-hmm. it's get be- it get better. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. When we started out, we weren't. That, <laughs> that was a swing and a miss, Megan. Ooh. Swing and a miss. <laughs> you don't know. There's probably. I mean, Ivan's listening. He Ivan probably had laughed. a great laugh. I yeah. hope you like that joke, Ivan. <laughs> um, the <laughs> the uh, yeah. So that show was our first one, and and we, it was very, it was terrifying because we were like, are, are any of these jokes like? Oh crap! <laughs> because there comes a point when you're rehearsing, as opposed to improv, where it's in the moment. 
you have to rehearse something that you wrote down. Mm-hmm. And it was funny when you wrote it down when you discovered it. Just like any joke. Yeah, we found out they some jokes that were not times. funny. Yeah, and then you have to rehearse it a hundred times. Yeah. So it was not funny. And do, so do you lose perspective then, basically? Because one of the things is I talk <laughs> to, oh, Ivan. <laughs> Ivan just took the time to give us a bit of feedback on our jokes. And I, I'm reading it as all positive. Except for one, my all caps, my vest will murder you. <laughs> oh, that would be an honor. Great. An honor. Um, so is that... You know, I talk to a lot of like improv comedians on this show, and I'm wondering if that's something that happens a lot when you're when you're rehearsing. Is that like it gets maybe stale for you? Do you lose perspective yeah, on whether absolutely. it's actually funny absolutely. or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're just doing it and rehearsing it, and then we, yeah. Yesterday, I just was so unhappy. Aww, was it a soft day? <laughs> well, yeah, it was soft, a soft day. day. I, and I'm literally like, holding him. He's crying. I'm holding him. <laughs> There's tears mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And sure. like we're losing solid rehearsal hours. You just have to remember that we're bored with ourselves, and maybe other people won't be. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Wow, <laughs> this this interview became very emo. Mm-hmm. Just like we're so Listen. bored with ourselves. Oh, I just got so eponymous in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, yeah, I wish okay. more comedians would go on Oprah. I think is what we've learned right. yeah. from this and. Uh, yeah, I just did compare myself to Oprah. And mm-hmm. admit using <laughs> performance-enancing drugs. And look stuff. up, oh, look out, Oprah. I'm calling you out. <laughs> so far, we have called out <laughs> Oprah, Capilano, Hollywood. Ivan Decker, a bunch. He's yeah. really getting it. Yeah, bring <laughs> it. His Ivan. vests, Ivan Decker's vests. Ivan Decker and his vests, two yeah. separate call-outs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are we are kind of coming to the end of our time, but I wanted to I wanted to get like. A few last words on, and you know, and I'm not kicking you out. I'm not rushing you out, but okay. I wanted to get uh-huh. a few like um, more deets. Like, let's say, let's say, just like in theory, it's really successful this year. Right. Sweet. Um, just like Should I know be. it's a long shot, but yeah. like, let's just let's just hope. Mm-hmm. Um, do you already have like in your head kind of where you what what place you want this to have in the local uh, Vancouver f- blank blank fest scene? You know, because there's there's all there's a lot of fests. We have a lot of mm-hmm. festivals. Yeah, here. we do. Like, well, that's interesting you said that because I was thinking about. I mean, <laughs> I have to be careful because it's not my, like the producer mm-hmm. is the one who know, owns it. Obviously, yeah. but but there. But let's is, say you're artistic director next year. Well, but there's comedy festival mm-hmm. as well, which is yeah. a lot of stand up. Um, I believe uh, one of my friends, Ivan Decker, will probably do some stand up there. And there's and a lot <laughs> of funny stuff in that in that festival, but there's yeah. also it's. There's a wide range of tastes represented. Yeah, at the so could festival. yeah, so could Vancouver Comedy Festival have uh, a sketch in it? I don't know. Um, or could Vancouver Sketch Fest, like San Fran, like Chicago, like Toronto, exist in its own right? Um, because I mean, it's a great spot to see comedy and to see you know up and coming stars, right? Um, Vancouver Improv Festival. Let me pull this up here. We uh, got Tatiana Maslany. From yeah. Orphan Black went through uh, Instant, so there's an example. Instant of theater, yeah. Star risen, um, and uh, um, Sashir Z- Zamata just got hired for SNL, and mm-hmm. she was also at uh, Vancouver Impro- International Improv Festival. So I think festivals that focus 
So festivals like an improv festival mm-hmm. and, a, and a sketch comedy festival would be good because audience members get to go see what's coming up, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of stars or whatever. And uh, comedians get to really showcase their stuff. That's why the San Fran and the Toronto one go really well. Is a lot of people that are interested in producing content come out and check it out. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got some some local media and some agents and stuff. They're going to come take a look at what at what we've got going no on. No pressure. Oh, no mm-hmm. pressure, guys. So scouts are out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know that'll be a good way to kind of grow the a focused festival. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't have to fold in, but it would be nice to. It would be nice to keep growing it. I dream of it being like one of those uh, Great Gatsby parties, like just really nice. tight, <laughs> just dancers everywhere, like, welcome to Sketchfest, and then bang, a sketch group comes out. I think that would be, first of all, amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't it? And very, Opening actually night. quite appropriate. Everyone loves spandex. Spandex is hilarious. Spandex and Absolutely. excess. Yes. Yeah. Well, that- yes, there's ways that that could go poorly. You spandex don't want, and, yeah, well, the excess, excess is under the <laughs> yeah. spandex, you don't want that. Well, comedy. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, me and Spandex, pretty funny. Yeah, no, that's true. Got some weird mm-hmm. body parts. Yeah. That other people Check don't out have. some photos of us uh, online <laughs> in Spandex, actually. Yeah, yeah Peter, and Chris, Peter yeah. and Chris. Peter and Chris.com. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm thinking too about how if you have a, a really broad festival, you know, sometimes a lot of those spots can get held, like brought up with these, like, what might be considered like national or big names and i think that's yeah. what happens at comedy fest but like yeah. if you have it more focused it's more there's more space for people who as you said oh. are, are maybe not like that you can support rather than have to already be a draw basically that's a really good point the small yeah. the people who haven't hit their like kind of draw capacity yet yeah. can like benefit that's a really good point absolutely because you can, a lot you can of have that too yeah i'm take gonna, I'm gonna eponymous there's lots of groups i'll Son. put that in my director's notes <laughs> <laughs> um which i have to write for alistair sorry if you're listening <laughs> I'll get those to you tonight. Um, the, <laughs> Look yeah, out, Peter. Great, Alistair's calling you out. Uh, now I'm getting called out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a really great point. I like to, I like to think of it as a trade show. It's like mm-hmm. a trade show where people can come and show what they've got. Mm-hmm. That's the same reason I like the Fringe Festival is because they'll. it's a lottery. So if you get into the Fringe, then you are um, able to... Like, it doesn't matter who, how big you are, how small you are. Mm-hmm. you got you got to have a chance to get your stuff out there. Yeah, and you have an audience that's kind of just wandering around being like, I want to see theater or yeah. I want to see sketch. Exactly. And I'm not really that picky. Not picky. That's a little derogatory. I am <laughs> excited to just have the experience unfold in front of me in a natural way. Yeah. So they're yeah. not picky is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Good. Um, you guys have any... Um, probably a lot of them are in the festival... If if you have you know since you have a bit of curatorial control, but do you are there anyone coming up either maybe in Toronto or locally that you think you know oh they're going to be in next year's festival hopefully like what's we have some of them coming up what's like the next layer down what's the underground do you have any rec- recommendations for that for groups that are on the way to being in the festival yeah like just like let's let's dig down into mm. what listen. Who can I quote? Mm-hmm. Who can yeah. I name drop that's going to mm-hmm. make me look like I really know what I'm talking about? Okay. Now, I think for that name drop to work, I think you would have to just drop it. Yeah, but like, I... You want I'm me tra- to say one, and then you're going to be like, oh, I totally know them. Um, Basically, just between you and me, yeah. us three, privately here, right. I'm just trying to like steal some names so that I can drop them into conversation like, later. Uh, yeah. Do you know what... Honestly, do you know what I missed out on? I was trying to get uh, uh, David Milchard and Ken Lawson mm-hmm. involved. Oh, David I totally Milchard. know them. No, I don't. Okay. No, well, they, those are good names. They're good names fantastic comedians at uh, theater sports mm-hmm. doing improv as well. But he got really popular. Uh, David did. got really popular with um, uh, conversations with my two-year-old mm. on YouTube. Yeah. And so I was trying to come. I had talked to him a little bit about trying to come up with something, uh, some sort of like 
sketch-based version of that or, or some sort of a, experiment with that form. Um, but it didn't work. I mean, it's the first year of the festival, so it was hard to, like, build a lot of the stuff that I wanted to have in it uh, aside from having great sketch groups show up. Yeah. So that'll be like, that's my next year plan to really get some like cool concept stuff going. Awesome. Um, it was really great to have you. Thanks for having um, us. Uh, is there anything else that, yeah. because we had a bit of a meander, which was totally, we talked about this earlier, 100% my plan. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> going according to plan. Oh, good, good. Um, because uh, I could not let comedians come on the show and not be funny. <laughs> We try. Like, I just don't, like, I guess I could get a bunch of information <laughs> out of you, but ultimately want people to experience the tone that is the Vancouver Sketch Fest yeah. as dictated by Peter and Chris. Right. And by way of apology to Ivan, <laughs> I will also say that he is at the Comedy Mix this weekend. So go prep for Sketch Fest yeah. by seeing Ivan. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Cause he'll, and then you can meet him at Sketchfest because he'll probably come. He'll definitely come, right, Ivan? And then you can meet him and tell him how great he did last weekend. Ivan's, Ivan plays everywhere. He's great. Oh, yeah. I, I, also, I, can, I think one time I think I wind up just going to a bunch of comedy moments. I saw him like three times in one month. Wow. And it was funny every time. So, Ivan, you are a cool dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have, if you want to learn a little bit more about Peter and Chris, you got their website written down, obviously, peterandchris.com. You've been listening to the soundtrack to a very funny, not suitable, really for radio at all, sketch called Sunday Stroll, which I was laughing at earlier today. And um, so is there anything else that we can we can uh, talk about before we head out for the day? Just some drop some stuff? Just, and uh, just come out and check out the festival. Please do. 23rd, 24th, 25th. Yeah. That's uh, next uh, weekend. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're all going to be hanging out. Yeah. Come laugh your face off, you guys. Yeah. And then put your face back on and laugh some more the next night. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Now I'm turning off your mics. No. no. Good radio, everyone. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Arts Report today. I think we, we had some fun. We talked to Vanessa Kwan from Push Festival. We talked to Peter and Chris, Tim Carlson, and Tanya Marquardt. And we're going to hear more from those two on the 29th. Um, next week, we are going to be hearing from... Uh, the lovely Sarah Lapsley, who is going to be reviewing uh, Medicine, which is on at the Fire Hall right now. We gave away some tickets. And uh, she is going to tell us about what the Gabor Mate uh, after talk ba- after Medicine, his talk back about psychedelic drug therapy. And uh, I'm sure she's going to have some really interesting ideas Um so if you want to hear an amazing storyteller tell you drug stories, which is probably number one on my list besides the Vancouver Sketch Fest uh, of things I want to do uh, as of this very moment, then check that out tonight at the Fire Hall. Uh, this has been the Arts Report on CITR 101.9. I am Megan. Uh, they were Peter and Chris. Have a great night and, um, you know, be safe out there, kids. <laughs> Thank you.